Hi, everybody. It's Tay, and today I'm here with Ian, our Director of Ops Operations at OBSWA. Today, we're going to be talking about how OBSWA works towards dropping the barriers for internationally educated healthcare workers. And basically, Ian is just going to give us the one on one 101 on that today. So I'll hand it over to Ian to say hello. Hello, Tay. Thank you for having me today. Um, yeah, reducing the barriers for immigrant workers is a major issue right now in Ontario and has been for a number of years. Um, uh, the OPSWA has been working for since 2019 to, um, to really provide provide direction and support for new Canadians wanting to work specifically as personal support workers in Ontario um, with all of our partners. The, um, the program is housed under the International and now the Interprovincial Grandfathering Program. And essentially what the OPSWA is doing is we are permitting internationally educated individuals, such as internationally educated nurses, physicians, you name it, within a certain area of practice to work as personal support workers, but most importantly, to join the professional association as fully insured uh, frontline healthcare workers. Now, uh, in long-term care right now, it, you can hire uh, internationally educated nurses to work as personal support workers, so long as the deputy, sorry, the director of care in that home is okay with that situation. Um, we've had a lot of issues when it comes, issues is the wrong word. We have directors of care report question us regularly, asking if certain members are qualified to work as PSWs, just as that, as a sounding board, essentially. It's from that that this program took root, and we decided to offer a standardized approach to this, which is the program, the international program, uh, grandfathering program. Now, this program enables members to um, obviously have the insurance, but they get to have an, an international they get to have an OPSWA badge, which is photo ID, which they can use, as, especially when they come to New Canada, which for many immigrants is, is something that it, it establishes some, some permanent element in, in, in Canada and Ontario. Uh, the program has enjoyed enormous success in Ontario. We've had we've grandfathered at least 2,000 internationally educated professionals to work in long-term care. These were individuals that were um, enormously supportive during the COVID, especially they were, they were heroic with their actions like yourself, I might add. And especially, um, we're finding that um, they, they're here for the right reasons. A lot of the nurses and professionals, they, they do a lot of personal care in their countries and where they come from, and they find the job to be is, is exactly what the expectation is, and they're, and they're prepared for that. Um, in a nutshell, that's the program. So it's, it's very straightforward. You can find it on our webpage. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really the major issue. We're hoping to take it nationally. I'm thinking too, like the whole goal, well, not the whole goal, but part of it would be to kind of help our staffing crisis right now that Absolutely. we're in. And I do know, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know that there are so many barriers outside of our program where people just, they have the education, they have the drive to come over here, but we have all these stipulations on why they can't be here. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing that this program it's basically a guide through all of those. And as you said, removing the barrier, um, how would someone get involved in that? So say like we have a PSW watching now abroad and they're interested in it. How would they touch base with you to get started in this whole process? Well, we always encourage them to go to the webpage at www.opswa.com or to email info at opswa.com. 
I will try to add that into a chat if we can do that in, into this, excuse me. Um, but in general, that's it's we try to keep the, the access pretty straightforward. You drop an email and you can request information on how to join. It's there's no cost to have a pre-approval. We can run through your, we can do the profile and determine if their eligibility exists. We do this regularly for members. If they don't exist, we don't recommend we don't charge for the, for a non-compliance for example um it's just a it's just to see if they qualify but to answer the first part of your question i think the barriers to to immigrants working in ontario right now continues to be cultural and linguistic not linguistic specifically amongst amongst not being able to have english skills but an increasingly increasingly increasing demand for ling for linguistic skills in specific languages like urdu like Italian or Chinese, Mandarin, all the different variances, each of those communities are, we're seeing a growing increase in demand for those exact languages to match. And we have immigrant groups that can support that. Um, but there remains a disconnect between the hiring managers and their, uh, their ability to recognize the credentials of an internationally educated uh, professional to do that role. And because they don't know, and because there's that element of doubt, they don't hire them which amplifies the crisis. So we have, so what this program is essentially trying to do is to say, we understand that that they're new to Canada and that you're basing this, you're taking a risk, but we at the association are happy to put our name behind them. And we're gonna, what's the word? Um, we're gonna take them at face value. And we're gonna take them, give them the chance to say, we'll take you at face value. Here's your shot to join the professional association. We will help you. You will get a job because we'll individually place you. Um, and you'll have access to legal help. So you're pretty much once you're, you're part of a community. So it, it is it is it is a struggle of trying to get the word out there. So that that's the barrier. It's it's a multiple barriers, not just one language or one culture. It's it's that situation. So I'm not sure. Kind of a prominent problem for a while too. No, that does answer my question. Um, I guess I'm just asking as well for some of our viewers when you get started and you're kind of launched in our process your process. I'm not really involved in it, but, um, <laughs> our process. Okay. <laughs> there's no like guarantee, right? Like you're, you know, some certificates actually just aren't eligible and there's, there's nothing that we can do about that. Right. Like I feel they need to air that out too, because sometimes I, you know, I feel like people think, Oh, that's it. Like I'm good to go once I sign up. And that's not always the case. Uh, and especially if you're viewing this, like it's not a hundred percent a guarantee. Um, and then I guess too, like part two, you said you would connect them with jobs. So, so do you help with job placement or is that more sort of like those things? As soon as you, no, 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 not at all. We handle each applicant one at a time. So everyone that comes through our application process, once they, once they are vetted and they are confirmed to have their insurance, their insurance and their, their badges ready to go. Once they reach that final step, which is usually within about a week to two weeks, maybe depending on uh, turnover time for on our end. We send out an email to all of our partners in that that where they live, forgive me for the dings, for uh, where they live, indicating that they are now eligible for employment. We then send the resume out to those employers and then the employers are take the onus to actually connect with those people, knowing that those have been pre-vetted by the OPSWA and therefore they have a greater chance of employment. If that ING, IGP member is not able to secure employment, we strongly encourage them to connect with us again and we will make sure we find them work. The demand is essentially in Ontario, the demand is too high for them, for a, a, a member of the association to not be employed right now. It, 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 the demand remains high. So the, the, 
yeah, that's that that's it absolutely can be. Now, one side thing that you mentioned is when when you come to Canada, there is there a guarantee? No, there's no guarantees in any case. My family is and my father was an immigrant too when they came to Canada. They took a chance, like we all do when we come to this country, and there's no guarantees that that there is successful. But um the other option that immigrants often are, are are faced with is that you get to Canada, you're an internationally educated nurse. And the first thing you're told is you can't work as a PSW unless you go back and do seven months of school and a PSW program, or you need to go and do um, a community college program or something else. There's a That's no longer needed, at least not to enter our program, simply by joining and paying the membership fee, which is uh, $300, I think. That call of that and you, and you approve for that 300, you can work as a PSW under our insurance with a badge with our partners, which include the Ministry of Long-Term Care and the Ministry of Health. So we're not trying to make um, the systems redundant that are there to train PSWs that come from other countries, sorry, to train international nurses to become PSWs. But the demand is so great that we need to be really responsive right now to bring in and to bring in the people at the rates they can. And it, it's becoming to the point now where from my perspective, why would they have to go back and do seven months of education when they already have the nursing skills from their home country? A body is a body and the skill sets, personal care is personal care, but I'll leave that in your hands. I'm not a healthcare professional, I'm a bureaucrat, I'm a more of an HR person. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking too, I know a big problem that you know a lot of us had on the front line and it's nothing to do with the worker themselves, but there was this kind of this new role being created that as we've the language we've used is piggybacked off of the role of the PSW. And it's kind of like you bring someone in who hasn't went to school at all and done anything in terms of training. And then we try to create them as sort of a PSW hybrid, um, pay them less. Mm -hmm. And then we have people internationally that are interested in coming over and working here and or even are here already and just cannot get work, even if they do have the proper education, like it just doesn't make sense. So it's really cool to hear about this program because it sounds like it's almost bridging the gap a little bit with it's, that. It's trying to. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the real issue is connecting to immigrants when they arrive here in Canada. Immigrants, immigrant groups going back since the foundation of Canada have always preyed on each other, preyed on their own. A lot of immigrants are <clears throat> convinced by members of the of the community that are already here to attend schools X, A, B, or C, because those people are the ones that set those schools up, and they're the that's how they're generating revenue. No problem, I got no issue with that. More education is always great, but you don't need to go to those schools to work as a PSW at all. That's not a requirement in home care. It is uh, the director of care can go ahead and, and vet that, and our program helps to verify that. So, are we saying that immigrants should not go to a community college when they come to Canada? No, they should um, and, and, and learn as much as they can. Um, but if you wanted to work as a PSW and you need the revenue now, join the association, we can definitely assist with that. Um, yeah, so that's the nutshell of the program. And I think <laughs> to answer your first question, though, when you went back about the different titles, that is essentially what the OPSWA's mandate was and is, is to end that constant re-jigging re of the title. Um, we don't hire, well, the PSW comes essentially from a rejigging of the nurse's title because the nurses had to de delegate some of their care. So the PSW became the new title. And then they had to keep creating new titles as that population kept shrinking. And forcing those titles to intercompete is eroding the quality of care on the front line. And 
uh, at the end of the day, that's the patient that doesn't have any sort of standards that they can rely on. We're more beholden to the desire to save that extra dollar an hour. And I don't support that. And these are just the opposite. We want to have one title across Canada or maybe two that demonstrate what those standards are. And that would end that practice and end that ambiguity that exists right now. So yeah, it's, it's an issue. Yes, it is. I'm just <laughs> on the front line noticing like, are we just trying to save money here? Can oh, absolutely. Oh, completely. I'm concerned. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, make no mistake about it. The constant rejigging of titles is exclusively exclusively an economic act. It has absolutely nothing to do with patient care at all. That's why we have over a hundred titles right now to do that one job. Right. You don't generate a hundred titles. If you're trying to standardize something, you generate a hundred titles. If you're trying to destandardize and to bring costs down. And that's what they're doing constantly. And we're seeing that the, the 20 year impact impact of that constant devaluation of that title is that you have an inflation essentially element. We're all familiar with inflation. Now the title's worthless. No one wants to do it. We can't sell the program. We can't even give it away for people to do it, but we're gonna start turning a corner soon. We have to. So it's part of uh, it's part of our goal, but it's, yeah, it's uh, kind of like a rock bottom and, and <laughs> it in, is. in that way. Like, I feel like the pandemic was just, again, oh, yeah. record exacerbated past issues, but like, this is like a new low for us. Oh, it, it got worse because during, during the height of the pandemic, the decision was let's introduce a new title. What? <laughs> they, did. they introduced five during the pandemic. As a, as a way of seeing proactive and response, those same titles do all the same job. They all, and they just keep having less and less training to do it. It's, it, it's, it's the devaluation of the front lines. Ultimately, it's the devaluation of the patient. And because the patient itself, the patient is who we're ultimately all talking about. The role that the patient plays in healthcare is continuing to erode. It seems that it's not there for them anymore, which is what we're trying to change. It sounds like a great way to bridge the gap, as as I said. And thank you for for coming on and for giving us a little bit of, of detail about it. Um, I hope our viewers find this helpful. And if you're out there right now and you're struggling, please know that you can always reach out to Obswa and and Ian, and they will lend you a helping hand. Um, and we'll put on our job description. We'll put on the video description. If this is going on our social media. Just the, the links if anyone needs to connect with the OPSWA or. Um, or me, it's just connect with info at Opswa. I'm not going to give you my full email because you'll never get it on it. It's idesilva at opswa.com. Uh, you're welcome to connect with me. Send me, drop me a line. Um, but the program is open. It's all online. With this, There is no secrets or no trying to reduce this. So um, hopefully we can get people to join. I hope so. I think, yeah, posting a link would probably be helpful. So yeah. We will. When we get it, when we get it uh, posted, we'll definitely make sure there's a link on this. Um, but uh yeah, but that's it. that's it in a nutshell. Those are our big plans, and we're hoping to expand it nationally um, is the next plan because this problem impacts right across the entire country. We're all faced with this this growing HHR crisis. So it's a valid solution to a major. Problem. It is, and, and and some provinces are being more proactive than others and recognizing it. But there, I mean, at the end of the day, we're we're, we're kind of snotty in Canada, like snobs. We have our nose in the air, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of that is is structural because you know. By creating barriers, we can charge for those to pass those barriers. So you can see the business model. I'm probably making enemies if I say this, but it, it's the <laughs> truth of it. I mean, you pay them to come to Canada, then you got to pay for this, and, you, and they get it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's part of the business structure. But it, but when you're trying to when we're in such an HHR die or HHR straight, any barrier, 
And that's another thing I just want to mention is that we get a lot of requests that, you know, um, I have my WES. You do not need to go to WES or any sort of credentialing service if you're looking to join this program. Not that, I mean, I would, if you have it, great, send it in. It's wonderful. We think very highly of them. But if you're trying to save money and you don't need to reinvent the wheel with us, but our evaluations are not transferable to other parties. So they're only for our program. Just be advised of that. So if you want to use... If you want to have your credentials transcend evaluation, transcend this, go to the uh, World Education Services. Uh, they are excellent there. They have, they have great services. But for this program, it is not a requirement, but we welcome them if they if you have that. So that's want to make sure that gets out there first. That's perfect. We might as well get it all out on the table. Oh, yeah, we're here now, right? So yeah. And so um, if you want to, if we want to talk about any element of this again, I'm happy to come on in the future, especially if we have uh, any changes. And uh, I know we're working on some exciting programs that we are looking to expand so it's always changing here at the OPSWA and cancel it. So. That's so exciting. Um <laughs> to have you back. If anybody viewing here has any commentary, has any feedback, wants Ian to discuss different things or have any questions for Ian to answer, definitely you're still in the chat. You're still in the chat. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll bring them back and you know blow some more stuff up and that's what we're here for. So thank but you. But let's not say blow it up when it comes to healthcare, but we will definitely know <laughs> the system. I'm going to say. blow it up. I was I'm just, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> like thank, you so much, thank you so much for having me. And we will, uh, we'll heal the system together. I'm sure. Not to worry, but thank you. Thank you, Ian. And thank you everybody for listening. I'll talk to you in the future. Okay. Nice Bye. Night, everyone. Take care.